if every single person who ever needed bookkeeping calls me, who am I going to be excited to work with? Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to talk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. I want to talk to you about niches. It is incredibly popular for people to say, oh, what's your niche? The riches are in the niches. And I think that's all great. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the fact that it's okay not to have a niche. And then for those of you that are thinking about having a niche, but don't completely understand what that means, I want to talk to you about what it is to have a niche. There are lots of businesses that don't have a very narrow, specific niche that doesn't make them any better or any worse than any other business. I would argue to say, even if you feel like you don't have a niche, you have a niche. Sometimes the niche is going to be something simple like, I'm working with people I really enjoy. So my niche is more personality-based and not something specific that I can articulate to someone else. But I'm really not taking on everybody who's willing to give me money. Maybe you say your niche is a geographic one. You perhaps only want somebody in your city or in your state. Your niche might be businesses that work with the software you want to work with. For example, Kate with Bookkeeping Side Hustle, her niche is to work with FreshBooks. When Megan and I talk about our bookkeeping services and the niche we have for bookkeeping, it very much is centered around people whose personalities we like. We have clients that range from subcontractors working in your home to mental health professionals, to fitness centers, to event planners. We have a little bit of everything. We can't even define it as people with employees versus people without employees. We can't really divide it by size. Some of our clients are very small and some are very big. Really, in our case, it comes down to the people who want to use QuickBooks Online, who don't necessarily want to meet with us on a regular basis, who are good at communicating via email, and who are willing to send us their documents on a regular basis. These are not things that we can put in a brochure. We can't put on our website, hey, we want to work with you if you have a fun personality, if you're not going to want to get on a weekly Zoom call with us, and if you will for reals send your documents when we ask for them, you know, maybe within a week or three. I had a conversation with someone who said they're really struggling to come up with their ideal client in the niche for their business. Which is what leads me to this podcast. I really wanted to talk about what is an ideal client? What can your niche be? And kind of how can you frame it so that you find the thing that works for you? Before I really talk about it, I want to let you know and clarify something. This person was confused by the difference between ideal client and niche. I let them know and I'm going to let you know. I think that they are loosey-goosey words. I don't think there is a very concrete explanation or definition that says this is your ideal client and this is your niche. What I really want to do is create a podcast in an environment that speaks to the people who are new in business. I feel like it's more beneficial if I were just to say, imagine they're one and the same, pick the combination of words that works for your brain. What you're really asking yourself is, if every single person who ever needed bookkeeping calls me, who am I going to be excited to work with? What type of business or what type of person is going to be the client that I'm really, really excited to work with? Here's who I'm hoping will become my clients and I'm going to put my effort in towards finding this person or this business. It doesn't mean that you have only one niche. It doesn't mean that only one type of client is the only type of client you work with. It means, you know, ideally in a perfect world, I'm really hoping that, insert thing here, calls me up. 
I feel like you can think through, or definitely I've heard people talk about niches. Niches being software, industry, size of business, whatever you're thinking about. What I want to do is just talk to you a little bit about niches that are not necessarily bookkeeping niches. The reason for this is I think if I give you a different example, you can start to kind of reframe it and think about things within your own world. When my husband and I were looking for a place to move to when we got to Ottawa, we knew we wanted something with a good walk score. If you're not familiar with walk score, it's a way to identify a location that is really convenient for walking. So something that's near grocery stores and bus lines and just stuff. So we got this place that's got a really good walk score. And within a 15 minute walk, I can go to four grocery stores and a handful of specialty markets like, oh, this is the bakery. This is the noodle shop, you know, whatever you need. I want to talk about the three places I can get to if I walk out my building and turn right. Within five to seven minutes, I have three different grocery store type options available to me. There's the superstore. You know the one. It's got kind of everything. You need it. They probably got it. If I go down the road from there, you get to what is described as a unique, friendly and fresh market shopping center. If I take a right and go a little bit further down the road, there's a grocery store that I really enjoy. It is one of those places with a really big produce section, lots and lots of organic food, lots of food from local farmers, and lots of store brand products. These are three stores that are almost within line of sight of each other. These stores are so close, you could easily park at one and walk to the other two. These stores cater to slightly different markets. And so I wanted to talk about that. Now, the superstore that's basically making itself available to all people. The farm store offers a lot of stuff, but it doesn't have a really big section for non-food items. Very limited vitamins, very limited other stuff. The natural food pantry, it definitely has food. It has food items. But it's also a place that I'm going to go if I need to get essential oils to make my bath smell better. Or it's a place to go to get my vitamins. It's the kind of place that has just a little bit of everything with a bunch of bulk bins in the back. If you move to my neighborhood, you're going to eventually at some point need to go to the grocery store. You're going to look at the options and you're going to find the one that is the right grocery store for you. The way that you'll find your grocery store is probably not looking at the websites you're way more likely to go inside the store and take a little loop around and see, is this the store for me? Does it have what I want? Am I happy here? Do I feel comfortable here? You might go to the next one, repeat the process. Bringing this back to bookkeeping, this is going to be a lot of what the discovery calls are like. Potential client reaches out to you and says, hey, I just want to talk to you. I want to talk about my needs. They're looking to see, do they feel comfortable talking to you? Do they feel comfortable being around you? These stores didn't set out to market to me specifically, but they did end up marketing to me. Each of these stores is marketing to whoever is the right fit for their store. It doesn't stop me, the not ideal client, from going to the store that isn't my ideal grocery store. They're not going to turn me away at the door and say, oh, oh, we heard you prefer going to that other store. Why are you here? You don't belong here. They're going to say hello and welcome and what can we help you with? And the checkout is over there. The reason I bring all this up is not because I want to talk about the awesomeness of my grocery stores, but rather because I want you to know that if you do choose a niche and you do market yourself to your ideal client, you're making yourself available and you're designing your marketing, your website, and the way that you talk about your business to really speak to your ideal client. 
just in case I didn't say it already, I want to let you know that I don't feel like you're limited to one niche and that your niche is not set in stone. I want you to think of it as like your favorite food and now think about your favorite dessert. Those might be one and the same. You might say, my favorite food is an ice cream sundae. Or you might say, my favorite food is a chicken shawarma and my favorite dessert is a banana split. There's no right and no wrong. The reason that I describe it's beneficial to have a niche, if you want to have a niche, is so that when you're talking to someone else, they have something to latch on to. They remember who you are and what you do. And again, it could be as simple as I niche in people who use QuickBooks Online or I niche in FreshBooks or I niche in Zero. I often will work with people who are creative types or maybe I work with coaches or maybe you can say I work with people who work with their hands. I really like working with the contractors and handymen and people who work on your house. Doesn't matter to me what your niche is. It's just an easy way to describe to others who you are and what you do so that they can remember you. It's not set in stone. The Natural Food Pantry, I was there this weekend. There's like six different kinds of flour. Like in my kitchen, there's only ever been one kind of flour. They didn't niche in one particular thing. They just said, hey, look, we're going to niche in a broad category, natural things. What are we going to offer? What do we feel like? You know what goes along with being new and wondering about your niches? It's feeling insecure and having imposter syndrome. I think having imposter syndrome is valid. I think the buddy to this is just knowing your limitations and knowing what you do and don't know. The fact that you don't know something, that's not imposter syndrome. That's just that you don't know it. As you're entering the world of finding your groove and setting up your business or going to work for someone or whatever your jam is, I want you to think about the fact that you feel insecure and uncertain. And then I want you to think about what are you going to do about it? I seriously hope that you're not sitting there thinking, well, I'm not going to do anything until I learn it all. That's not realistic. I had a call with my mastermind group this morning. One of the ladies in the group was talking about how she got a lead in and the lead was about hedge funds. She said, I don't know anything about hedge funds. I know the word, but as far as the bookkeeping goes, I don't know it. She's been a bookkeeper for a number of years. She said, no problem. I've got an idea. I know somebody who does work with hedge funds. The second bookkeeper said, oh my God, thank you so much for calling me. I also don't know how to do the thing that you're asking about. Now, obviously I'm simplifying what the question was, but I want to let you know that that's two bookkeepers that said to themselves, I can do amazing things for a lot of people, but I can't do this. They didn't let it get them down. They identified what they do know, what they're willing to learn, and what they don't know and are not willing to learn. It's identifying your desires and your strengths and what you want to do with your day. If you start feeling insecure and start kicking yourself and thinking, I can't do it, I'm insecure, I have imposter syndrome, whatever the case is, I'm going to encourage you to take a step back and identify what are you going to do? When I encounter something that I don't know, I first make a decision. Do I want to learn about it or do I want to pass it off? Oftentimes when I don't know something, but I want to know more, I take the quiet approach. I will go into 97 and up. It's Seth David's group that I belong to and I will search the terms. So in this example, I had hedge fund. I would search in 97 and up and see what have people said about this in the past? I might feel brave and say, hey, I've got this lead. Can I pay anybody to coach me through it? Or I've got this lead. Does anybody know of a course that would kind of walk me through things? Maybe I'd look on accountingcoach.com and just see if I can learn something there. I have a whole pile of accounting books on my desk. Sometimes I look in the index of these books to see, does it have something that might teach me the thing I want to know? It's okay not to know everything that anybody might ask you. You just have to make a decision. Do I want to learn the thing? And if I do, 
How am I going to go about learning it? Do I know who I can ask? What can I do? As I record this, I'm thinking about the movie Julie and Julia. I don't have any desire to go through Julia Child's cookbook. I'm very content with my Instapot recipe cookbook and, and the Moroccan cookbook that I'm going back through again. I know what brings me joy. What brings me joy is to learn a little bit about a handful of things, not to overwhelm myself by learning things that are way outside my comfort zone. I will learn to make a better baked dish or I'll learn to make a better stew. So I leave you with this. Think about if you want a niche, what your niche might be. Think about if you need to learn something, where you might go to learn it. And don't let the fear of someone else telling you, you must have a niche or you must know everything. Don't let that stop you from moving forward. You didn't know everything you currently know today. And tomorrow or the next day, you're going to learn more than you knew today. It's all going to be fine. You're just going to keep learning, growing, moving, and doing awesome things. Until next time, friends.